clear you make some adjustments, but. Jackie Bradley Jr. pops it up. Long run for Cabrera. And he made the play. Oh, he made the play. High fly ball. Deep left. There it goes. Soaring into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. Judge is the American League single-season home run leader, the AL King. Case closed. Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Bronx and Chachas podcast. We host Mark, and today we got the family with us. We got our long lost brother for Sundays, Alex here. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Making his Sunday debut, by the way. <laughs> oh. We got Danny. Here. What's good, everybody? <laughs> and laughing in the background is none other than Dave. What's up, fam? <laughs> Yo, you guys know the drill. You know what's up. Yo, hit the like, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Odyssey, Amazon, any place you get your podcast stuff. Yo, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, let us know what's up. Come come join the come join everything. Come join the fun. And like always, SeatGeek is the spot to be. Get your best tickets in the world from there. They got everything to concert tickets, baseball tickets, hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, you name it, they got it for you. Use our promo code Bronx Muchachos, all capitals. For discounts on your first orders. So, boys, there's some fun. There were some fun things going on this past week, some interesting things. But mm-hmm. one of the bigger things in baseball is this Mexico series that happened. Kind of a, <clears throat> a kind of a throwback to pre-pandemic where baseball was trying to expand and kind of really wanted to get into other countries and kind of play there. And this is kind of like the rest. It looks like this would be the restart of of that kind of notion, especially now something so close in Mexico city, bringing a couple of teams down there and they're kind of rocking and rolling down there. So well, what do you guys, what did you guys, you know, quick little thoughts about this Mexico series? Well, first off, I want to say like bad job baseball and marketing because oh, yeah. I had no idea this was going on mm-hmm. prior to like last night when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, Oh, like they're in Mexico city. Okay. Like, I'm not working on obviously, but like MLB should have put that to forefront of everything that they should have been doing in terms of telecast. So bad job by them. But the product last night on the field was kind of crazy. Brings us, brought me back to the London series with the Yankees and Red Sox. I'm gonna throw out some numbers there. The Giants and and the Padres combined for 11 homers. The final score was 16-11 Padres. The Giants walked 10 guys. The The atmosphere was electric over there. The Padres had their City Connect uniforms, which are interesting, but colorful. Um, so, it, it, like, it's a good thing for baseball, but they should have definitely marketed it a lot better. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. I knew the series was going on, but I just didn't know what date it was. So, yeah, uh, like I said – 
bad job MLR promoting this. Um, I don't even think they even had a set date before they even broke spring training. They were just saying, we're going to play in Mexico this year. Okay, cool. When? <laughs> um, apparently, the altitude was a huge problem in this game. I think they're like, what, 7,000 feet above sea level. So it's the equivalent of playing in Denver, Colorado. Uh, there was six home runs hit by five batters. <laughs> um I know we were joking before we got on. It seems like they found the juice baseballs for the Teen London series, but um, I guess the altitude was the problem. And I don't know what's up with the Padres uniforms. They look like the something the Miami Marlins would wear, <laughs> of how colorful they were. But uh, wow, you're, yeah, you're on that Miami hate already. TV. I, I'm just saying it looks like something the Marlins would wear. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they were colorful. I, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you one thing, man. I do like the Marlins. I, I, I'm they a big Miami vibe. Connect, Jesus. It, it does, man. Nah. But I like. I really do like those Marlins Connect jerseys, man. Those the City Connect jerseys. Those are those are those are hot. I like those powder yeah. blue, powder blue hats with the red pinstripes. I'm all for that. Those are by far the best. And Chicago, yeah. the White Sox are second. Yeah, but I mean I that game like last those. night. That game last night, you had Joe Musgrove giving up seven runs across a three and a third innings pitched. Um, which is was that his first game? That was that his you first go back game? Back to twenty eighteen London, I believe so. I believe so. And then you look back at the twenty eighteen London series where the Yankees blew an eighteen run lead at one point during the second game of that series. So I I, I don't know. It just seems like when it comes to playing in foreign countries, baseball goes boom. Um, it flies out of the ballpark. But that Olympic Stadium in London was a kind of a joke with dead center field being 385 feet. So that's my take on this whole Mexico series. It could have been marketed better. And, you know, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> Do better. Oh, yeah, no, you're 1,000%. Like, both of you guys are right on everything you were saying. Like, the marketing was trash. Let's just not even sugarcoat her at all because I didn't know about that thing until – you guys were talking about it. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize yeah. that was happening. So applaud to you, MOB. You're great at marketing stuff. You know, it's not like we have television and the internet and all that other stuff to, like, you know, blast it out there with social media for some reason. But good job. Good job marketing and social media, MOB, because nobody in the world really knew about it <laughs> until it was too little too late. Unless you are a true fan of those teams but yeah um but yeah it definitely seems that way that they it's good for baseball that they're going back out there and trying to help out like you know other countries get into baseball and everything like that and it's mexico city mexico is a very important place to do it because they're right there and they're bigger in baseball anyway so it's always good to have to if we want to expand mlb in the future if that's the plan Mexico City is one of the teams that one of the countries is Mexico that we need to have an expansion in. And it really does help out for the league. And what else is there about that? Not really much because everything else was already said by you guys. <laughs> Mark. I, I mean, you guys said it, you guys said the best. I didn't, I didn't realize that it was going on this weekend. I was looking, I was looking last night going, Oh, Padres and Padres and Giants are playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, maybe I'll catch that game, and I was like, you know what, mate? Uh, mate uh, I'll check. I'll check it later. Giants aren't that good of a team. I like watching the Padres. I think they're fun. You know, I I really like uh, how 
you know, Tatis Jr. might be f- like fully going headfirst into this villain role that he's that he now has to embrace being 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 a bad being the bad boy of baseball. So, you know, and I like the Padres. I think the Padres have a have a really good shot at kind of at, at not just making the playoffs, but re- kind of winning their division. I think when, now they got the pieces back. So, I mean, that top four, the top four in that lineup is pretty is pretty damn good. I mean, you got Tatis, Soto, Machado. Uh, Xander Bogarts as your, as the first four hitters in that lineup. I mean, that's that's that is that is an envy from pretty much any team in the world in the, in baseball to have those four leaning, you know as, that could go up in the first in the first inning of any game at any given point. You know, it rivals a lot of other te- it rivals most teams as well, if not top, probably top five in in your in batting order at all. So, but yeah, you guys I mean, you guys said it the best. Don't know. Um, didn't know about the, didn't didn't know it was down there. Um, baseball needs to do a better job of of marketing it. Um, I know that they're 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 making a big swing to kind of push uh, the games into other places. I know that I think that there's a court. I think they were looking to do something in Puerto Rico. I know that they were trying to do something Dominican as well. Kind of especially the hotbeds for where baseball is. So maybe they need to do a lot. So sure. funny you mentioned. Funny you mention that because they are setting up kind of a Caribbean series to take place in Miami. I think Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Cuba, and a few teams in South America are involved in this whole thing. It's supposed to take place, I think, this summer, if I'm not mistaken, at some point. But it's supposed to, like, create expansion in the Caribbean as far as baseball and uh, world recognition goes. They would have to... Yeah, they would have teams go down there. Like I remember, the Mets went down to Port would go down to Puerto Rico and play in Puerto Rico. The Marlins would go down there, go down as well. Yeah. So I thought that they were also trying to make it where the teams would go down <clears throat> to all these other places. But yeah, that kind of uh, you know, with with me talking about the Padres kind of running, going up to the front, I think that's a good good segue into something Danny brought up at one point last week on this show. Which was out of the six teams, and the six teams right now in, in in the lead for each division are in the AL going from the AL East down to the NL West is the Tampa Bay Rays, Minnesota Twins, Texas Rangers, Atlanta Braves, Pittsburgh Pirates, and Arizona Diamondbacks. So those are the leaders of of each division. Out of those teams, who do you think will stay will be at the top at the end of the year? I'll swing that one to David first. Who do you think out of those? Like you can, you can say all oh, of them, you can say none of them. You can give your picks. Just go for it. Who do you think? Um, who do you well, think stays? I'm, I'm mainly going to keep with the current trend because it seems like Tampa Bay Rays. No matter who the hell they play, they can they they just don't lose. They they just don't. They're a run scoring machine. They score damn near double digits every time they play somebody, and it doesn't matter who they play. They're just out there just smacking teams in the mouth. Um, so I think Tampa, if <laughs> barring us getting our broken pieces back intact and have them be productive and barring any kind of major moves on the Yankees end, I, I think Tampa Bay stays in first place. Um, the NL Central, man, these teams are way too bunched up. Um, it's Cleveland's sneaky, man. We've seen in past seasons, Cleveland just come back at the end of the year and just take first place from the Twins in the last two seasons. But um, I think the NL Central is too close to call. Twins is 16 and 12 right now. Cleveland's 13 and 14. 
And after that, everybody's got a losing record. You got Detroit at 10 and 16, Chicago and Kansas City at 7 and 21, respectively. So I'm gonna I'm saying that one's too close to call. AL West, um, you know, you got Texas 16 and 11, Houston's 14 and 13, one and two. That could go either way. Um, I'm gonna say Houston probably comes back and takes first place in that division. Um the the National League though, I'm gonna have to start watching some more National League baseball because this is getting really interesting. I think the Braves win that division because you know the Twins they just find a way to shoot themselves in the uh, the Met the Twins, yeah the Mets find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. It seems like every year. Look at last year they lost the division. Um, I'm gonna keep with Pittsburgh, 2018, 2018, uh, 20 and 8. Yeah, I'm awake. And uh, NL West. Huh? It depends, man. If Los Angeles can get their broken pieces back just like us, I think they might take first place. But I'm going to go with that one being too close to call as well. All right, I got you. Alex, what do you th- What do you got? All right. Uh, I guess we can start with American League. Through the AL East. Yeah, I, I don't care what you say, Dave. Um, the season's long. So, yeah, the Rays are doing good right now, but I'm going to still say it's going to be, even though they, let's be real. Yankees are still having, a, it's still having over 500. Orioles over 500. Blue Jays over 500. Rays over 500. Those are four teams over 500. So guess what? At this time of the season, too close to call. Um, AL Central, trash. Hold on. Was... Too, too close to call is not an answer. It's not no, an answer. I'm... It's too close to call because I think, of the I think, fact. Okay, I'll, I'll get. I'm a, let, me, let, me, let me let me let me explain. Let me explain let's not why. Like we need answers here. We need pe- okay. we need stuff for the people. We cannot be too close to call. We're not doing that. Fine. We, we need answers. It's, not, it's a hundred. It, the season is a long season. It, it's way too early to be saying, "Oh my gosh, the Rays are going to blow away with the season because it's, oh yeah, my gosh, they're playing hot." No. No, not a maybe. No. There we go. It's a no. I like it's it. It's a no. The conviction. I'm saying no. That's what we need. Okay, twins. Oh, then who do you then who, if it's not, if it's not them, who do you who are you thinking? Who do you who, who's your what's your gut say? Is what's your gut say? Jays. I All actually right. think the Jays are better. I think the Jays are better than there Tampa. There you go. <laughs> All that's right. it. it's all it's all what we're looking for. We're looking for gut feel, gut reactions, gut feelings. And I'll give you the gut reaction right now in the AL Central. The Twins are going to probably quit, keep that. They are playing. They are playing baseball that have they haven't played in a very very long time, and that division is weak as hell. Let's just be real. Okay. Um. AL's AL West. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'll give it. The Astros are gonna probably take it back. The Rangers are playing very, very, very good baseball, but the, the Astros are gonna probably be the leaders of that one when, it, when it's all said and done. The AL NL East. I'm gonna skip over that one. <laughs> I'll come back to that one. NL Central. Uh, probably Pirates. Pirates are gonna probably still keep that one. They're doing very well. I mean, like the Cubs are doing what the Cubs do best. The Reds are doing what the Reds do best. The Cardinals are playing horrible like trash and the brewers maybe i mean like let's give be real it, it's probably gonna be pirates or brewers but i want to i'm gonna put my heart out there for the pirates right now because you know what they're playing good and no one ever says says the pirates that much anymore um for the west 
It's going to probably be the Dodgers when it's the Dodgers or the Padres when it's all said and done. The Diamondbacks are doing great, yes, but let's be real. With the Padres getting Tatis and everything back and and, and they have their they they have their stuff back right now. It's just going to be in a month or two that they're going to be on top or the Dodgers are going to be on top. Now, for the NL East. That sucker is going to be fun to watch throughout this throughout the league. Let's be real. You got four teams all playing over 500 baseball. The Nationals are trash. Don't this just be real. That's going to be nothing. But we got Marlins, Phillies, Mets, Braves. Okay. Worst team is 15 and 3, best team is 18 and 9. That is a three and a half game difference between the best team and the worst team in that division. If this division keeps on going with the way it is, and the way the scheduling is going with baseball, it's going to be a shootout until the very end of the season. And that is exciting for baseball in general. Because to see the Braves, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Marlins even fighting for first place or any place in, in playoffs, that's good for baseball, just like it was the AL East. Go ahead, Danny. I'll jump in. I'll let Danny take, get the final word on this whole thing. I'll jump in right before him. Um, I'll, okay. I'll go. Okay, I'll go. AL, AL East. We, you were as you were saying before. You got five, you got all five teams in the AL East over five at five hundred or better. Even the Red Sox are at fourteen and fourteen. Mm-hmm. So AL East, as always, is always the strongest division. Um, I kind of, I, man, as much as I, I want to say the Rays won't do it, I, I always have a tough time betting against them. They have they they develop pitching really well. Uh, Wander Franco, I think was humbled. Wander Franco was really humbled last year with injuries and not performing the way that everyone expects him to, especially after signing that massive contract he did. So I think that he's got, he's playing with the chip on his shoulder. I think Rosarina has taken, has taken that everything that he did in the world baseball classic and is bringing it into the season, this season. Now, I think this will be his best season. It looks like he's going to go for his best season period. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to, I got to take the raise on that one right now. Um, just you know, you don't win the you don't win the AL you don't win the division in 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 the spring or especially April and May, but you definitely can lose the division during that time frame. And I kind of have this feeling that the you know with the the way the Yankees have been playing baseball, the way the Red Sox, obviously those two teams have more more lost the division than you know kind of winning than trying to win it. Um, Central, I, you know the Twins the Twins pitching has been good, but there's something about Cleveland I like. They play. They've played. They play small ball. They can kind of. They can manufacture runs. They don't. They don't rely on the home run. I think that the Guardians will. Will over usurp Minnesota. There's just something about Minnesota that kind of screams that they fall apart too much. They're not a mentally strong team. Um, in the West, I want to say Houston, but I kind of want to ride with with Texas right now. You know, I think Texas. They got. They got a bunch of pieces together. They got a bunch of pieces there. They got pitching. Um, you know, DeGrom has his injury and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I still think that they, they've accumulated enough pitching that they can kind of hold off. Um, but my dark, my, my dark horse team is, is Seattle, to be honest with you. Um, Jared Kelnick is got is really kind of pushed him is really turned it, turned it around. You got, you, you know, you got Julio Rodriguez there, you know, and you got a staff that's led by Luis Castillo, so you can you can't can't really count them out. But that's my dark horse. But I'm going to go with Texas first. Uh, NL East. I'm going off the. I'm going with the with Philadelphia Phillies. I think that they're going to get an infusion at first base coming 
in a couple months with Bryce Harper now being shifted over to there. So I think that that will catapult them into a, into a better spot, especially having another lefty bat in that lineup to go with Cassianos with uh, Schwarber. So I think that, and, and of course, uh, Trey, um, Trey Turner there too. So I think that's, and out and what is his name? Alec Bohm, Bohm, I think is how you pronounce his name. Third baseman. I think that's going to be good. For, I think it's good for Philly. That's going to be a solid, you know, one through five right there. Um, the central, I'm really surprised with the with the Cardinals p- playing that bad with especially with two two cor- the two corner infielders that they have as hallmarks and then sending Jordan Walker back down to minor leagues. You know they have a plethora of of uh, uh, of outfielders that some will need to be traded and I you know as a Yankee fan I'll gladly take Tyler O'Neill off their hands for them. Um, so, you know, I got a little soft spot for the for the Cubs. I think that the Cubs have kind of, you know, this was supposed to be their their teardown. They were having a little bit of teardown. They weren't really supposed to do much. I think, I think they can ride the wave and kind of usurp the pirate the Pirates for that. And in the West, I said it before. I said it just before we started this. I think the Padres are gonna. I think this is the Padres' year to to continue to push the Dodgers out. So I think Dodgers are kind of are t- trying to take the little lull right now and stay competitive and make the playoffs again, but keep the money down. But I think the Padres have gone all in and they have to go all in. So, you know, it's a boomer, but it's a, for the Padres, honestly, this year it's championship or bust with all, with the amount of money they they have on the book. So I'm taking the Padres. Your go, Danny boy. So I'll preface this with last year's standings at the same time on April 30th, 2022, the top five teams in each league, Yankees, Toronto, Anaheim Angels, Tampa Bay Rays, Minnesota Twins, and the teams that will be making the playoffs at this point in time last year. Okay. Now in the National League, it was the Mets, Milwaukee, San Francisco, Dodgers, and San Diego. Now we all know how that all ended up. Yankees obviously won the division, right? Mets pissed away their their division. Milwaukee didn't win their division. Toronto did not win. Right, Angels did not win, so it is such a long season. However, I have one thing to point out: the Yankees are eight games behind uh, Tampa Bay right now. That's the same amount of games Baltimore was last year to the Yankees, and they never even came close to to touching that. All right, I'm not saying the Yankees are Baltimore of last year because Baltimore only won 85 games last year. However, eight games, even in April is a lot to overcome. So I'm going to go with Tampa. I said at the beginning of the season that Toronto will win this division, but with the way that Tampa is just going 23-5, and five, that's just so hard to overcome. Um, for the Yankees' perspective, only eight, game, eight games behind them, but that, like I just said, that's a lot. Um, Toronto's only four games back, but, you know, hey, anything can happen. It's a long season. But Tampa certainly put themselves in a position to to have the best record in baseball and, and to win this division. Uh, well, that division, rather. Uh, I, I really like Cleveland. I, I said this. I, I'm pretty much going to stick with one of my guns prior to the season. Um, Cleveland is a really good team. They have great pitching. They got to get Tristan McKenzie back. Kyle quantrill has got to kind of find his footing. Um, Jose Ramirez is a stud. So, that that's just a really good team. Terry Park always finds a way for those guys to win. Minnesota has shown that 
one, they can't stay healthy. Buxton and Correa are two dudes that are constantly on the IL. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time before both of them finally get back on there. Um, and it's, you know, it's been good, but really expect great to have a point seven six ERA for through September. No, right. So they're they're, they're gonna be coming back to um, they're gonna fall from grace at some point in time. Um, but uh, it's gonna be very interesting. But I, I really think Cleveland's gonna come back and and win that division. Um, the White Sox are just seven and twenty-one. I feel so bad for their fans. Seven and twenty-one for that team, man. There was so much promise going to the AL West. Obviously, Texas is on top right now. We're going to talk about Degrom a little bit later. Uh, I don't think they have the bullpen pieces or enough. Corey Seager's got to come back. He's got to come back healthy. Marcus Simeon's having a bounce back here, which is great for them. Um, Nathaniel Lowe, he's a stud, and I, I think he's a real time bat. But Houston, I can't count on Houston. I agree with Mark. Seattle is a dark horse. Like, they got George Kirby, uh, Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert. Their starting pitching is really good, even with Robbie Ray being out. And, honestly, I never liked Robbie Ray, so that's not really a huge loss for me personally, but I'm sure for that team, they feel it. But I, you can't go against Houston and what they've done. They started out last year 13-13. and 13. Mm-hmm. And they still became the best team in baseball, the most dominant team in baseball. So uh, I, I'm not counting them out whatsoever. Um, but Danny, and, I'm gonna, Danny, least, give me. I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the one the one difference from last year to this year, though, is that Houston was able to feast later on on the AL West, which was not that which is not that good. I mean, you have you have Oakland and you have the Anaheim Angels. They will never be referred to as as Los Angeles Angels. Just not by me ever because they're not in Los Angeles. <laughs> But you know, you had you you were able, they were able to kind of make up the make up the difference because and Texas wasn't that good last year either. So you they were able to feast on those three teams because of the unbalanced schedule. So I do think that's why to kind of counterpoint you like Houston, you can't you can never count them out. And I agree with you on that. I just think this year with the more balanced schedule, they have to play a lot more a lot better teams along the way. And they you know, whereas it right now they're only two games back. At some point, if they go on a, if they get some, if they get hit with the injury bug, they might, it might be too much for them to overcome. So that's why, that's why I'm giving it to, to Texas right now because where they came back last year by feasting on on those bad teams, they don't have that opportunity this year. Right. They're still going to be good. <laughs> like at the, at the end of the day, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, and there's a lot of merit to that. But I think once once you have that championship DNA coursing through a clubhouse, um, it, it, that's kind of hard to beat. Um, and, and they've been the top of the, they've been the top dog of that division for so long. Although you're right, you know, with parity, they're not they're not feasting on Oakland, you know, 19 times a year. It's only gonna be 13 times. So uh, it, it is gonna be interesting. But Houston's better than most teams in any other division for the most part. Um, so. I'm, I'm gonna go with Houston. Houston also that. had Justin Verlander last year too. Yep. <clears throat> Have you seen what Hunter Brown has done? Yeah, no, Houston. yeah, I agree. He's yeah. a great pitcher, but I'm also saying like yeah. Houston was also yeah. feasting on the AL West with Justin Verlander at the helm of that rotation too, who was good for mm-hmm. almost 20 wins last year. Mm-hmm. So, 
Framber, Christian, that, that does Christian make a Javier, Urquidy, Luis Garcia. Their one through five is just good. It's better than most teams one through five. I yeah, hate to argue for Houston, but it, it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I feel you. to that mix, it just makes them that much more lethal. Yeah. We'll see and he also had Jeremy Payne uh, tearing the cover off the ball last year, too. And Payne is not having I'm not sure how he's doing this year. So. Okay. It's still super early. And uh, I'm pretty sure Payne missed a lot of time last year on the IL, too. So. Um, it's it's just a matter of time for Houston to get going. Uh, Atlanta's well, going to run with saying, it, run away with the NL East. Go ahead. You know the saying: it's getting early, late. So. <laughs> yep, late, early. Yeah, it's yeah. still early, but we're going into May. <laughs> it's you know. Yep. yep. So what did you say about the Houston's NL East? Also thirteen. Uh, Atlanta's going to run away with that. I don't see the Mets even competing. Um, but Verlander's not even back yet. Verlander comes back like what yeah. this week, and that's gonna change it all up. Like the same, the yeah, same story. I, I like the same, but think about it, the same premise that Dave's gonna say about last year about the about Houston about Verlander. We could say right now this year for the Mets when they get Verlander back, it's gonna be a whole different thing too. Let's be real, okay? Like they're gonna Atlanta? have Verlander back. Those are gonna not be- to mention, like, not to mention ahead, when they get Jose Quintana back too. Like, let's be real. It's you cannot say that the Braves are going to run away with that division at all. That is not going to happen. Like, I'm sorry, Danny. That's I'm going to be against you on that one. That at the end of the season, I'm not going to be shocked if it's someone else other than the Braves being the champion of that division. Acuna is healthy for the first time in a long time. Matt Olson is tearing the cover off the ball right now. Obviously, we'll see how that translates to 162, but. This team is really good. Von Grissom is up at the big league level where he should have started to begin with. Spencer Strider is a legit number one to go along with Max Freed, to go along with Charlie Morton, to go along with that really good bullpen. Atlanta is not to be played with at the top of this division. I don't see the Mets competing for the division. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to go out and say it's going to be a 10-game lead come September, but the Mets are not winning the NL East. I, I'll say that right now. Yes, it's a long season. Yes, those factors are present for the Mets, but I just think that much of the Braves. Okay, well, they need also the the Braves also need AJ Minor Minter to actually not be you know screwing up when he's out there rele- relieving games and all that kind of stuff because you know he's been losing it for them too. Let's just be real. Like we're gonna call about their bullpen, but like their Atlanta's bullpen's been pretty iffy right now so far too. 